Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And finally, it feels like spring. I think February was actually a nicer month than the last four weeks we've seen uh, as far as weather goes. It was so beautiful. It started out early, and then it's been, we've been under clouds and wind and frost. Uh, Last week, I had a quarter inch of frost on my back deck. It was crazy. That's not good for gardening. That's not good for gardeners. But now, this week, this weekend, really, I've started putting out the uh, short pants. Yes, I'm starting to adapt. I love that 60, 70 degree weather. The nights are uh, mid 40. In the 40s is good. Uh, your plants love that. So that's, I think it's going to turn where this weekend may actually start the spring planting season. I mean, officially uh, at the garden center. So we've got uh, a family-owned garden center called Waters Garden Center here in, in Prescott. That's uh, 58 years in business. And we've got big greenhouses. It's a big sprawling acreage, lots of open air and space and, and big greenhouses that we can button up. And, and this last week, for the last month, we've been closing the sides, closing the roofs. This thing, can com- we can completely control everything about the environment. And uh, uh, we're start- we've been covering the entire nursery with, with frost cloth. It looks like ghosts uh, floating through the garden center over the plants every night. Well, this week, this weekend, uh, we're no longer heating the greenhouses. We're no longer covering the plants. We don't have to worry about a frost taking the flowers. You know, a lilac, it won't, it's in bloom. It won't, it won't kill the plant, but it will take the flower. Well, the people, the reason they come in is they want the flower, the fragrance. And so we cover them to, just to insurance, absolute insurance. It's so nice, I mean, to not have to cover and button down houses, turn on heating. Uh, it's so nice just to lock up the doors, walk out the door, and don't worry about the plants. Finally, it feels like spring is here. I think now you could effectively start to plant your even some of your some of your tropical plants outside, like tomatoes and basil and cucumbers and eggplants and peppers. They can start to go outdoors now, as long as you keep an eye on the weather. Now, the average last frost for the mountains of Arizona, at least in the central highlands area, you folks a little higher elevation will be a little later. You folks in the lower elevations be a little little earlier. Uh, But generally speaking, it's that first week in May. Well, if if this weather holds, we may end up being the last frost being the last part of April. So that would be super nice. I am so tired of the rain and the weather. And I know we're supposed to say we need the rain. But quite honestly, as an Arizonan, I I like the sunshine. I would rather have sunshine. I'd rather have warmth. I like the sun. It just warms up my skin and makes me feel better. Uh, The wind I can tolerate as long as the sun is out. And so... Your plants that go in this time of year, is you'll see your fruit trees explode with new growth with this coming weather, this coming week. I predict the apples and the pears will even start to open up 
this next week. So it'll be beautiful. The crab apples, you're seeing a pink blooming tree right now throughout uh, most of northern Arizona. Uh, they might just be budded right now at the higher elevations, but they're in full bloom in Prescott Valley, Cordes Junction, Spring Valley, Prescott. Full, glorious, beautiful bloom. You're seeing a red to purple to very vibrant pink flower on a tree that stands about high teens, maybe 20 degree, 20 feet high. And it's in full bloom. Those are ornamental crab apples. Now, the crab apple that your grandparents grew, they would actually harvest the apples uh, and they'd make jams and jellies and preserves out of them. We no longer, it's not as desirable of a fruit tree anymore. If someone's going to put an apple type of tree in, they're putting it in full on apple, like Honeycrisp or Fuji or Braeburn or Gala or Golden Delicious. There's a dozen varieties of apples you can plant here at the garden center right now that are big apples, sweet apples, melt-in-your-mouth kind of apples. So crab apples have fallen out of favor. What they've come up with is an ornamental crab apple. They've bred that large fruit off of or out of that tree, and now they're starting to create or graft different types of trees together to have these very bright colors. Few trees have as large and as vibrant a color as a crabapple in the landscape. If you want an ornamental tree out there in the front yard, um, crabapples are a great way to go. Now we've been having, it started out the year last, uh, gosh, last month, which is almost six weeks ago, you saw a light-colored pink tree, and that was purple leaf plum. Now they've faded, the flowers are starting to go, and the purple leaves of that tree are starting to come out, and that's purple leaf plum or KV plum or thundercloud. We've got several varieties here that have been in bloom, and then they have purple foliage. Then it went into the uh, Bradford pear. This is a larger tree. It gets up, oh, 30, 40 feet tall. Beautiful white, perfect canopy, made perfect shape, globes and perfect spheres. They're just, they're beautiful ornamental pear trees. It doesn't form a pear. It simply has this beautiful flower of a pear, but never forms a fruit. Thus the name ornamental uh, fruit tree, ornamental pear. That's been in bloom. It's starting to fade. Uh, it's still in bright, bright color, like bridal white colors. Uh, now it's starting to leaf. Then it was the red buds. They've been in bloom with this bright red, vibrant, rich, deep pink color to it. Very short tree, maybe mid-teens. I know the tag on it nationally, you, it can grow in other parts of the country up to 20, 30 feet tall. Not here, in northern Arizona. It's a short tree. It gets maybe mid-teens if you just let it go. Native, there's a native variety called western redbud that grows here. Uh, so that's been in bloom. Now you're coming into crab apples are starting to bloom. So that's spring. That's how it, it pulsates color. As things wake up, uh, they just pulsate into vibrant colors. I can't wait till more leaves and needles start to show up. So you're starting to see uh, the foliage of your euonymus, this evergreen hedge starting to elongate. Red tip photinia are starting to elongate their red foliage. We need more of the fruit trees and shade trees. The maples have been forming their, their, their leaves, but they haven't quite gotten there yet. But they will this week. I think this next week, everything's going to wake up. The weather just looks beautiful. We're coming up into Arbor Day and, and Earth Day next week. There's a reason that they call Arbor Day is selected 
towards the end of April. It's because it's such a good time to plant a new tree. This is kind of an optimal time. April is just the perfect time in the mountains of Arizona. If you can plant them as they wake up, what happens is as, as plants form new foliage, new leaves, new flowers, what happens is they, they immediately, just, just as that top growth happens, there's this flush of bottom growth. So this, these new root systems start to form underneath. It's almost, they're in parallel or in, in unison with each other. So if you can plant a tree while it's actively growing, you actively get more root growth underneath that. That doesn't go for just trees. I know it's Arbor Day, it's supposed to be tree day, but it, it's also just shrubs are that way. Tomatoes are that way. That's why when I'm looking at tomato or pepper plants, I'm looking for a plant that has new growth coming on it. I'm looking for new foliage because I know if I put that in the ground, that new foliage, I'm going to get new roots underneath that just right away. So I get a stronger, more robust plant out in the vegetable garden. Peppers, a new lilac, a forsythia, a new rhododendron or or new uh, coleus, or new any any kind of plant when it's actively growing, that's the kind of plant you want to grab from your garden center, uh, because it, you're going to put that in your yard. It's going to actively just start rooting right away. Um, lots in store for you this week. I mean, this this show, uh, we'll go deep into more vegetables. We've got lots of Q and A questions for you, uh, but we've got to pay a few bills. So we'll be right back after this important message. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Gee, my flowers just bloom too much. Said no one, ever. Hi, this is Ken at Waters. We had a crazy winter and everyone's ready for flowers in the garden. Waters Flower Power is made specifically for Arizona that gives flowers that extra boost to burst into bloom. It's an energy kick in the plants. Get ready for roses that rule, peppers that pop, and tomatoes that triumph. More power to the flowers with Flower Power at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion Plants of the Month are Lilac, Poppy, Purple Plum, and our White Night Candy Tuck. Masses of fragrant white flowers cover mounds of perennial green foliage. Extreme heat and cold tolerant, this award winner repeatedly blooms without deadheading for super easy care. Butterflies, bees, hummingbirds are going to love your backyard again. White Night Candy Tuck can only be found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. Wait, Lisa Waters Lane. Lisa Lane Waters. Sorry, I got that backwards. My, no, I got no, it right. I got it right. Golly, have I been, I've been talking plants too long. Stop <laughs> wrong. Oh, it's always good to have you in the studio, dear. Thank you. So I like uh, pretty women in tight spaces. Uh, <laughs> behind a microphone. I, behind a microphone. I'm going to let that one go without comment. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we should share that I was talking to my daughter. She was over. We were packing up her, her apartment mm -hmm. in Pasadena. We're bringing her back home. Grad school's off. Everything's online. She's trying to figure out stuff. 
And so she's trying to be a family therapist with Fuller Seminary. That's a great mm-hmm. program. Uh, but her stuff is still over. So we're trying to control expenses, get her out of there so we can bring her back to the safety of family and, 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 and Prescott. And uh, so I'm talking to her and I'm Bluetoothing in your car. Oh. <laughs> Good. Okay, honey, I'll be over there tomorrow. I'll pick up the trailer. We'll get the U-Haul from Tire Bros. We'll just kind of come over. And then uh, you pulled up beside me. <laughs> <laughs> I go my car I that go, I was in. Hey, good looking. Uh, my name's Ken. That's a nice looking car. Uh, what's yours? And <laughs> she's listening in. <laughs> and then your car hijacked my my Bluetooth over to that car. So now she's talking. Oh, technology is so uh, uh, bizarre, funky, and fun, and fun. Just having fun with your daughter and your wife. That's yeah, just uh, that was kind of weird. Never had that experience before, but I yeah. still enjoy flirting with you. In case you're oh, wondering, well, thanks, of course, I dear. do it often enough. I don't do that with just any woman either. Well, just, I just hope. you. <laughs> If you do, anyway. we're going to need that marriage and family therapist. I, I know. We'll need the degree quickly. <laughs> uh, so we, this is about garden questions. Mm-hmm. We should just not have fun over the airwaves, but actually answer some things, make people sure. better gardeners, hopefully. Yeah. So Donna's out in Chino. She put in some iceberg roses last year. Yeah. Uh, this year they're opening up and the leaves are curled and weird shaped and small and she just wants to know does she just need to fertilize more or what's going on with those leaves so are we starting to see thrip in in the store are customers coming with thrip oh they are so that sounds like thrip doesn't it to you Mm -hmm. the curled leaves there's a little tiny bug that loves the taste of tender new leaves they'll come they've got a scarifying mouth part they'll come and kind of scrape off the foliage and it makes the the leaf kind of go ouch ooh, and curls up and so if you, if you were to take your phone mm-hmm. and just tap the, the foliage on, over the phone, the glass screen, and if, if little specks start jumping around and, and, and like dust is moving, that's thrip, T-H-R-I-P. Mm-hmm. They, they love roses. Um, so my guess is it's that you spray it. So this would be the leading edge. So, so now it'll be the entire communities will start... Mm-hmm having the same problems, but they're notorious for oh, it on, on roses here, yeah. this time of year. That's the reason that we give roses rose food with systemic in it. Mm-hmm. There's a specific kind of food for roses that have a bug repellent or killer in it and, and a fertilizer both. I would suggest that for, mm-hmm. for them right away. Uh, I, w- I would put that rose food with systemic on, I'd water it in, and then it takes a few days to travel up through the whole whole thing. So you'll have a little bit more damage. But for the long haul, it'll keep uh, the aphids and the thrip and the ciliads and some of these things that are coming mm-hmm. at us as we start to warm up. Plants start to grow. And then also insects start to come out. So that's all kind of related. And they happen all at once. You could also spray it. We've got a spray here um, called Multipurpose Insect Spray. It's a, it's a bug killer we make here. It's pretty easy to use. Uh, fairly safe, so you just put a hose in spray, or you hose down the rose till it is dripping wet, and that will kill off the thrip that are there right now. And then the long-term prevention is going to be the rose who is systemic, but probably all roses. Anyone that's growing roses, you pr- should probably check that. Uh, for our roses, we knew that was coming, so we just automatically put rose who is systemic on a month ago. Okay. 
And so that's probably sounds like Donna needs to do that mm -hmm. as well for her roses. Yeah, Thripper definitely out there. I okay. was sitting in the backyard a couple days ago, and you just see these little specks yeah. flying around. <laughs> You're like, yeah. okay, Thripper out. So something to be aware of. They're also called noceums. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the common name noceums. Sometimes they can bite your skin. They leave a little welt. So they're mm -hmm. pretty aggressive, little mean little boogers. For something you can hardly see, yeah. they're ferocious. So true. they're not good for your garden. Nope, that is true. All right, Chris wants to know what's going on in his yard. He lives in Prescott. He has two aspens in his front yard. One has already leafed out and, and starting to look pretty good. The other one's still just kind of sitting there. Yeah. He wants to know, is there a problem? Is it going to die? Is it just nature? What do you think? I have no idea if it's going to die. I mean, I just no way to tell over email, but uh, it's not unusual for plants in a neighborhood, the same exact kind of plant, uh, three neighbors down or one street over, you're seeing your, it's some of them opening up and some are delayed. That can be a soil thing, can be a, a, a exposed to a sun thing, can be, usually it's just a placement in the garden. And if you just wait two weeks, you'll never know. This question wouldn't come up. Just patience right now. We've only really had a few days of warmth. I mean, it was rainy, cold, nasty last weekend through Monday. Was it Tuesday? It finally turned nice, sort of. It's still a chill in the air in the morning. So we've, this is really our first week of true sunshine, spring kind of weather without frost every night. And so I would say just give it some time. It, it should be fine. could be a fertilizer thing. You might want to add some all-purpose food on there to kind of help it to speed up. You know, nutrients help plants get green, have larger foliage, have more buds. That could help. But right now, I would say I'm not worried by hearing what, what mm -hmm. he just asked. I think it's fine. Just be a little bit more patient. This is especially important for grapes, uh, your desert, your, the summer kind of things. Desert willows. Desert willows, bird of paradise. There's all these summer, crepe, um, um, there's all these summer lovers. Mm -hmm. They do not like spring. They're waiting till summer comes. So they'll wait till May for mm -hmm. till it's like 80 degrees out before they really start to go, okay. I feel safe enough. And they'll start to leaf out. So there's a progression. Not everything wakes up at once. Yeah. This is hard for the desert and the, the Southern <laughs> Cal folks, more yeah. tropical climates. They're used to everything always growing all the time. That's four season climates. There's four distinct seasons of when the things wake up and grow in the gardens. So be patient as we warm up through oh. April. That is true. Very true. All right. Evan would like to know, he wants to put grapes in his yard, not necessarily for making wine or jelly, yeah. but just, you know, table eating grapes. He wants to know what kind of conditions, sunlight, et cetera, they need. And then also what varieties would you recommend for this oh, area? Sure. Yeah. So we grow a lot of grapes. We've had grapes at every one of our homes. We've all, we love grapes. I love taking the grandkids out and eating grapes and berries. It's just, it's just fun. So table grapes is what we're talking about. So generally you go with seedless varieties because they're just, if you're going to plant one, why not have one that's easy to pick right <laughs> off the vine and, and just delicious? Yeah. Um, they like full sun. More sun equals more grapes, bigger grapes. So full sun at, at minimum six hours. I would say if you can give them eight hours or you can give them 24 hours of sun, even better. <laughs> uh, that's not, not possible here, but more sun is better sun. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to climb up something. So give them a trellis or a fence or something. 
uh, a stake with wire, anything. They'll want to grow. They grow fast. And you want them to grow fast. They're heavy fertilizers. They like rich soils. What I find with our grapes, I, we put them on a drip system that waters the trees. Mm -hmm. That seems to be really good for them. And then we fertilize them a little bit more often. I'll use the, the fruit and berry food, the fruit and uh, vegetable food, maybe every other month or so during the growing season. That seems to really make them happy. The secret with grapes, uh, soil that drains, so heavy amendment with compost, and then plant them deep. I usually look for a vine that's pretty pretty leggy so I can plant more of that vine because grapes are one of those few plants that actually root out mm. up and down that new, new cane, even from the garden center. Uh, watch for that. The varieties, we've got several here. There's no way I can mention them all. They're all four here. They've proven themselves. But Hemrod is one of the hardiest green, like Thompson kind of grapes. Thompson's can grow here too, but Hemrod is very similar, but hardier, tougher. If we go sub-zero, it's a better grape. Flame is the same thing for red. Mm -hmm. Of course, the number one seller, Concord. That's just Everyone knows that one's a real deep purple uh, great, but any one of those will do great. So, great grapes here in Prescott, Arizona, from Waters Gardens, and we'll be right back. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. You're listening to Ken Lane, aka the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Hi, Waters with the Plants of the Week and our Double Pink Linton Rose. Stunning double pink flowers dangle from this amazing perennial. And this flower stands apart from the rest for its tremendous color impact that starts in midwinter and then holds its blooms right through spring. So tough it's rarely bothered by bugs and completely deer-proof, all for just $17. Waters Garden Center. 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love new pink perennials, they love to shop. Hi, Waters with the plant of the week and our Bloomerang Lilacs. This revolutionary new lilac blooms in spring and then flowers and flowers again for season-long color. Enjoy classic lilac fragrance for months instead of weeks. This dwarf variety is rarely thirsty, stays small, and never needs maintenance, all for under $25. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love their lilacs to bloom and get it again, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So we have had many, many, many. There's actually more customers it's a weird thing. I've never seen this before. It's got to be economic or something. Quarantines, people bored out of their minds, and the fresh air finally has got them out. But uh, we're seeing more customers at the garden center, and they're buying more. So the average sale has gone up dramatically. It's it's like 10% increase, which in retailer terms, that's like an extra, the bigger tree, the Two, three tomato plants instead of one. It's it's the larger lilac. They're out enjoying the backyard, and they're they're spending their energy, time, and and money in that backyard. So we're seeing this trend at the garden center. That's that's quite robust. It's it's to the point where it's starting to become a, a an issue with the supply chain. So the growers can't keep up. Every, all of us are dealing with less staff. We have 
in, in the garden center business, I don't know if I can explain this or if, if you even care, <laughs> you may not even care about this kind of detail about the garden center business, but there's breeders, there's people that create the small plugs. Uh, there are folks that get it started. They'll sell those little tiny plants to growers out in the field. So big acreage. Some of them are two, 3,000 acre plants. So taking the little tiny, the breeders are generally going to be huge seed banks, uh, laboratories I mean, with, with special, I mean, just it gets really scientific. But if you're going to have a crop of Arizona cypress or a certain juniper or a lilac that's, and you're, you're taking a cutting from a from a specimen that's just the perfect, it's the most beautiful lilac you've ever seen. You want to clone that one. You don't want to genetically modify. You want an exact copy of that exact plant. So you'll take a cutting or a nip or a leaf or a, or a branch. You'll cut that off. You'll start it in the special gelatin or special soils. You start to root it out. You grow it on a little bit. And then the breeder will actually pass that on to the grower. The grower takes it and shifts it. They call it shifting into a a larger bucket, a one gallon or even a four inch, it depends on the size of that that's coming from that breeder. In flower terms, we'll order a 244 uh, plug tray. It's 244 exact copies of a wave petunia or a pansy or a, or a zinnia or a tomato. You're taking all those, you're creating 244 one gallon plants. All of a sudden, you need acreage. I mean, there's there's a lot of plants there. From there, they'll grow that on for a year, two years. Some of our fruit trees are 10, 12, 15 years old. So we'll grow that on until it gets up to size that we want to show off here at the retail garden center. And then from there, uh, we, we might shift it once. So we go from a four inch to one gallon. Then we'll grow it from a one gallon to a five gallon. Then we'll grow it in a one, five gallon to a 15 gallon. And the reason we don't take a little plug and put it right into that 15, you want a 15 gallon you know, peach tree or 15-gallon apricot or, or, or cherry. We won't take it right from there into a 15-gallon because we don't get as strong a root structure. So we start with a smaller pot. We'll root that out so it's fully rooted. Then we'll shift that larger root mass into a, give it more soil so we get a more defined, more uh, a, a more fibrous root mass by shifting it up into bigger sizes as the plant is ready. From there, once it's up to size, it gets shipped to the retail garden center. That's what's in your neighborhood. You all have your favorite garden center. You go and see those plants. Some of those plants, like a perennial, those are the plants that come back every year. We've got beautiful bleeding hearts and hostas coming in, peonies and coreopterus and gallardias and all of them. They're all starting to come in. Those, the average length of time that's from the breeder to the grower's uh, growing side is anywhere from two, minimum two years, to some of the peonies we have are five, six, seven years old at a garden center, at a growing operation before it comes to here. You're, you're not welcome to go to a grower's growing ground because it's so dangerous. I mean, there's, there's hose and pipes, it's muddy, and it's, it's just water everywhere. I mean, there's there's retention ponds and there's just, it's, it's agriculture at its core. Well, they don't want you on a farm where you get tripped up and, you know, drowned. So they, they, pro, they grow it on there and then they ship it to these retail gardens and us where we can show it off and finesse it and give it signage and show tags and show you how to grow it better. And so that's kind of the whole 
whole supply chain. Well, they're showing up with less employees throughout the entire system. And so we're seeing these, these shortages. So the crop may have, we might have had a, you know, 500 of these pansies, but there's not enough people to keep them growing, fertilize, cut them back, shift them up. And so the, the truckers, the back dock workers pulling the orders, getting them out there, we're seeing these huge uh, disruptions. Not that there's that much shortage, but just disruptions. We can't get to it. And so we finally, this week, we found some extra, we're having to find extra vendors. So if you can't use your normal folks you always like, you've created friendships with, well, now you go, well, you can't, I, I'm here for you. I'll be here as soon as that crop is ready, but I got to go find another friend that has greenhouse operations, growers that can help us keep the demand here in our local market fulfilled. And so this week we finally get, we had like five trucks of vegetables and annuals and fruit trees and more lilac, more perennials. They all came in because we were able to expand or add more growers to the to the mix here at Waters Garden Center, here for ours. And I've got friends all over the country I've connected with this week. We're all seeing the exact same thing, whether you're in Dothan, Alabama, or Massachusetts, or Dayton, Ohio, Springfield, I mean, Salem, Oregon, I've called them all. We're all seeing the same, same thing happen. People are wanting to garden more in their backyard. Be right back after this. Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. I was raised in a nice house with my family. Now I'm out on my own and have my own apartment. I love my cute little place, but there's something I do miss. I miss my mom's garden in the backyard. It was so special because over the years I was growing up, I watched her give those flowers and plants such a personal, loving touch and so much color. I miss it so. Well, guess what? I just visited my local garden center and they gave me some great ideas. And now, because of them, when I look out my patio window, I see the beautiful planter they suggested, teeming with flowers, bright Arizona flowers. Looking at those flowers gives me such a nice feeling, and it's almost like being with mom in the backyard all over again. Want help with planting? It's all online at plant-something.org. Brought to you by the Arizona Nursery Association at plant-something.org. You'll love it too. Waters Garden Companion Plants of the Month are lilac, poppy, purple plums, and our songbird columbine. This graceful beauty dances in the shade of the garden, holding its head high, smiling back at you. This bloomer comes back each spring with lacy green foliage, promptly followed by amazing two-tone flowers. An excellent cut flower that is both deer and rabbit resistant. So hardy, some varieties naturally call Arizona home. Songbird Columbine can only be found at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. Okay, we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week and just shares her garden perspectives, what she's seen at the garden center in her own gardens, just what's on her garden mind. Welcome back. Lisa. <laughs> My garden mind. Garden mind. <laughs> 
you feel free to talk about me any too. <laughs> what do you admire most my about me? My husband. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It has been a pleasure, though, yeah. working with your kids. Mm-hmm. So we've had uh, uh, four kids together. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> It makes it sound like there's like another family. We, we've been somewhere. married a lot of years, a lot of decades together. 32 years now. 33 coming 33. up. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. So I can't wait. Hopefully we're past quarantine. We can actually go out on a... On a yeah. Movie, well, that's in July, restaurant. So we'll keep it is. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll be okay. If not, we'll do some mm-hmm. backyard extravagant. I'll put lights up, and there'll be Ooh. there'll be fireworks. Fireworks. We'll grill in the something. City. We'll go in the hot That'll tub. Be fun. We'll, we'll have the kids. <laughs> we'll send the kids off to to their grandparents, even though they're in their thirties, twenties, and thirties now. <laughs> we need a night alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been fun working with your kids. They've yeah. all come back, and so we've got. Uh, our identical twin girls, Megan and Mackenzie, mm-hmm. are here both working. So if you see two gals, they look exactly the same, especially when you put a blue ap- apron. water's apron on them. They look the same. I even have to think twice. And then our oldest daughter brought her husband in. So mm-hmm. Kate and Jeremy are here. So they are working at the garden center. So they've Kate's not worked here for 10, 15 uh, years long since time. Yeah. high school. She went off to college. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's, we, and we work well together, I notice. We work strong together. I mean, if, yeah. it's just, it's just fun. We respect each other, that give each true. other space. It is fun. Anyway, so, okay, enough about your kids. <laughs> My kids. <laughs> Our kids. Uh, yeah. So you want to talk about something fun in the garden besides just us? So we got, try, we get, this is that time of year when trucks after truck after truck come in and we had a truck yesterday and there were just some fun things on it. Um, I was working on our front yard the other day, trying to put the pots where I want them to be, pulling the stuff that we crammed in the corners yeah. out to protect it. And we're like, okay, now we can get them out. So finally, yeah. So freshening up the pots and then just um, trying to make the front yard look, fun and inviting and just a fun place to hang out and so we got some really cool stuff in off of that truck that i am definitely bringing home to decorate the front yard with you know it's that's where it's it costs more to own a garden center you think you get everything at wholesale or you know reduce rates or but it costs more because you're trying new things you see it's like christmas every Mm -hmm. time those, those doors open up the gardeners just start swarming the docks going, Ooh, that's kind of neat. It is. It is neat. It is. We've been doing this. We've been working in this for over 30 years, 28, mm-hmm. 28 years. We've been in the family garden center and, uh, it's still as fun to go to work and see the new plants today as it was doing even more so. Cause now you, you, yeah. you know, it's truly, truly, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's really neat. It's almost a, yeah. More of a giddy factor. My dad was in last week. So my dad started the garden center. Anyway, he was in and that man loves his plants. He, he was so excited. He's like, oh, you got so many new things. Oh, I wish I had room to put them all in. I was yeah. just like, yeah. Once you're a gardener, you just love plants. What are some of the new things that came in? Well, we got some beautiful, I mean, beautiful calla lilies in. That's hard to say. I can't get my L's. Calla lilies. Don't pronounce it calla lilies. Well, I don't think I want to do that. One is called Captain Solo. Really cool, especially maybe if you're, I guess it wasn't Captain in Star Wars. Sergeant. 
General. He's just Hans. Hans Solo. Is that <laughs> anyway. what it's named after? Really? No, I have it's no It's a Star idea. Wars figure? But they call it Captain Solo, but he wasn't a captain, so oh. I'll say no. Anyways, it's yellow. And not just like a pale yellow, but a oh, deep neat. golden yellow. Yeah. Absolutely Usually beautiful. Usually colors are white, aren't they? Is that, oh, they they get can that be right? all colors. Can they? Yeah. Okay. But I guess most people think of white. And then there's Captain Murano, which mm. I, as far as I know, there's no Murano in Star Trek. But, you know, I'm sure the Trekkies will set me straight. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> so Captain Murano is kind of a, it's not truly a red Maybe it's like an orangey red. Yeah. Really unusual color on it. Uh, definitely bringing one of each of those home to kind okay, of go great. by the front door, give us some bright color Could as we come in. the back patio, too. You know, we're going to, eventually, we're going to be able to entertain. Yeah. And, we're, and the first thing, you're we're, when you come out of quarantine, you're going to have not the whole planet over, but at least you want your key friends, the, kind of a soft launch, backyard sure. barbecue, just to have... A few friends and family over to, and the backyard, we want that to look wow true. when they come I over. I haven't focused too much on the backyard yet because... Well, it's north side. It's been cold. Right. <laughs> it's going to be bright and fun. That's where we, in the summer, that's true. where you mainly have, that's where the grill and the hot tubs and the big yeah. patios and... Is. But right now, I'm just okay. worried about the front door. Yeah. And I'm bringing some home for Good. the Good, I love door. it. <laughs> we also got some Mandavia vine in. Mandavia is this uh, really tropical looking plant, big leaves with great big, it uh, can be red blossoms, pink, white, just really pretty kind of viney type of plant. Yeah. So it's a fun one to, um, I usually have it. Actually, we can take quite a bit of sun. All day sun. It's Phoenix sun. Mm -hmm. You can take that. Heat. Suit. True heat. Yeah. So I always have that. I have one spot that I always put Amandavia vine in mm -hmm. every year. So I'm also, ready. Also called passion vine for some mm. folks. They might know it by that name or Mandavia right. or Mandavella. If you pronounce the L's or <laughs> However you want to say yeah. it. But some nice ones of those in. We also got some dahlias in. So these are some of our first dahlias that have arrived. Um, we got one is a, it's um, Happy Day Dahlia. So it's in the majest, um, Mystic, Mystic Dahlia series. So the Mystic Dahlias have that real dark leaf to it. Almost, almost like a dark brown, black yeah, leaf purple. to it. Yeah, chocolate, and then it, mocha. Then the flower because these flowers are purple, but because it's such a contrast in the leaves and the flowers, it just the flowers just stand out at you and they just scream, I'm here. Yeah, they're pretty. So very, very pretty. And then we got a labelle, la, labella. Can't Those say my L's, L's today. What is that? I don't know. More coffee? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is that more traditional dahlia, not quite dinner plate size, but probably a good five inch cross yeah, blossom on there dark dark pink fuchsia pink color really really pretty yeah we've got dinner plates coming they'll usually be about when the hydrangeas show up mm -hmm. first part of may mother's day that range right. they take longer to get up to size and that that flower is mm -hmm. literally a dinner plate size these are almost as big as your hand yeah so definitely as large as a kid's hand or smaller woman's hand it they're big i mean you they are impressive flowers yes, dahlias or take sun they're just easy flowers to, to grow oh definitely definitely we got some pugster butterfly bush in pugster so gotta be small this year yeah people have been like clamoring for butterfly bush this year i don't really? know if it's the whole the pollinator thing yeah. but puckster came out i think last year 
Um, so Puckster is a dwarf butterfly bush. It gets about two feet tall. Um, but what makes it different from your average butterfly bush is that blossom on there is the same size as a standard oh, butterfly. Nice. Yeah. So smaller bush, but still big, beautiful blossoms. Uh, and we got the amethyst in, so kind of a light purpley. And then we got periwinkle in, which is more of a dark purple. Um, but very, very pretty. Nice for smaller yards, smaller spaces, containers. Be terrific for all of that. It might be nice in a container on the back patio where mm-hmm. that full area. It's got full sun. Hot sun. Hot sun. Yeah. A butterfly bush be pretty. I'm talking for us now. Well, yes. uh, might be nice. Bring one of those home too. Oh, I will. <laughs> I need to borrow the truck, honey. No. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the gardenias we got in. That's another one people have been uh, knocking yeah. down the doors for. So we did get some frost proof, which is probably the more traditional type gardenia that most people are seeing with that kind of doubly blossom and then climbs which is more of a single blossom but when it blooms it's just a profusion fragrance like nothing else in a container in the ground mm-hmm. great plants great lots of flowers lots of tomatoes yes. lots of vegetables lots of perennials lots of there's lots Fruit at trees, the garden center now people have been out it. yeah come down and visit okay lisa waters lane in the studio be right back Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Hi, Waters, with the plant of the week and our flowering Easter baskets. Spring has sprung and time for some celebratory Easter color. The garden center is stocked full of these big, bold flower baskets grown to perfection. They're really pretty. The key to success? Abundant flowers. Everything must mesh, intertwine, and spill. The more colors, the merrier. We've grown over 200 of these festive baskets that are the epitome of Easter happiness. At just $19.99, these large flower baskets are grown to lift the spirit of the gardener within. Overflowing with flowers so nicely, they make the perfect gift for neighbors, moms, pastors, or a good friend you really appreciate. Don't forget to treat yourself to some instant flower color this week as well. These uniquely grown, specially priced flower baskets are only available until Easter Sunday and all for under $20. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love colorful Easter baskets, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. Now, I've raised four kids in the family garden center. So they all grew up. They started ringing the cash register in their mid-teens. They'd go off to trade shows with us, go go to growing fields to see plants when they were 16. Kind of a privilege. It's business trip and, you know, nice dinners and seeing the local museums, going to tour farms. It was a privilege. They'd go to trade to Atlanta through the uh, gift marts, uh, Las Vegas gift marts. You retailers, you know what those are. It's a big deal. And so they've been trained in the family business. Now I've got grandkids, and so they're coming into the business. They call uh, several of my grandkids, you know, Garden Guy Juniors. I've got two grandsons and a granddaughter. And so they love gardening. We've tried to instill the love of gardening within them. And they do. There's You can train children to 
to love being outdoors, getting their hands dirty, to watch something emerge from the earth and grow, to pick fruits and vegetables, grapes, and then just to enjoy them right there in the gardens. You can train generations, the next generation, whether you're a grandparent training grandkids or, or parents training ki- children, you can train children to, to love, to have a, a passion for the outdoors and growing, to look at an insect, a spider, and how it collects negative, you know, bad bugs. They're good for the garden. You could train them all that. And so it's it's a joy for me to see more families coming into the garden center. This is all because of the economic stuff. You, it's, it's the grocery stores running out of things, not knowing it. It used to be you didn't know if the lettuce coming out of Mexico or the apples coming out of Peru or or the, the, you, you didn't know where your supply, your, your food was coming from, and sometimes it'd be tainted with E. coli and different things. Well, there's nothing fresher than, this is micro-harvest. I mean, you were right there at the back porch harvesting your fresh lettuce and broccoli and picking a tomato. There's this resurgence of the Victory Garden, Victory Garden 2.0. It's a real thing. We're seeing more... Uh, gardeners coming into Waters Garden Center, and it tickles my heart as someone that's a promoter of gardening, of health, of, of fresh air, being out there, getting disconnecting from the screen and going outdoors and enjoying some fresh air to watch a hummingbird, to see butterflies land, bees busy pollinating a tree. That's magic that the environment, that's something God's given us just to enjoy that's free of charge. I've been promoting that for years. I got frustrated some, but to see this, this, this new wave of true interest in gardening, is it just makes my makes my heart go pitter patter. And so I'm seeing lots of families. I had a father and two kids come in, two daughters coming in. Going, oh, he, I want to I want to garden with my 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 daughters. I'm going, let me help you. I've got three daughters of my own. I got a granddaughter. I've got I love kids. Let me let me show you what'll be what'll be success. And we're doing vegetable gardening. So, well, the thing to start with right now, because we need immediate success, we need to be able to plant it and start harvesting next week. I mean, right now. And so I said, Here, here's what you want to do. Plant your cool season vegetables, your lettuce and your spinach and your kale and your broccoli, cauliflowers, Brussels. There's this whole series of leafy type cool season evergreens. Now you don't have to worry about frost. You can just plant it and let it snow. doesn't matter. They will love that. But mainly you can start planting a kale, an edible kale. I mean, fresh kale out of the garden is sweeter, truly sweeter out of the garden. Has a bitter off flavor out of the grocery store, but it, right from the garden, it just melts in your mouth. My mouth's watering just thinking about it. It's just so good. Spinach is the same way. Lettuce is the same way. But you can plant it now, and you can it grows so fast with this kind of weather that you can start harvesting that right now. And then I told him, you can put your tomatoes and your, your others, your, your tropical plants in if you protect them, or just wait a few weeks so you don't have to think about, is it going to frost tonight? You got enough on your plate. Just teach the kids to enjoy planting and, and the soils and to watch the butterflies coming in and just to be out there. The hummingbirds are up. They're, they're, they're active right now. Any kind of flower has any kind of tubular shape. They are all over that right now because they're hungry and there's not that much blooming yet. But they're here. You just got to be outside to enjoy them and then draw them in. Start, start with your leafy stuff. Then you can move to your vegetables. If they love cucumbers, you can plant those. Beans, peas, 
You can plant those, but start with leafy stuff. Then I said, get each, get each kid a watering can, just a one gallon, two gallon, any kind of watering can. It doesn't matter. And then get a, get a bottle of flower power fertilizer. It's a water-soluble fertilizer. Um, it, it, kids being able to water and nurture and care and make it grow, you putting special you know fertilizers and magical fertilizers into this this water your watering can and then water in your your new tomato plant or your new lettuce, that's like magic. That gets kids hooked. I mean, guaranteed. If you can go in, if you can go bigger, uh, grapes. We I planted. I love grapes. I love berries. Those are my, those are kind of my kryptonite. I just, I can't resist them. I can't look away. I must go in and eat more. (laughs) It's just one of those. And I love it so much that the grandkids, they love it too. So when the harvest comes on in the summer and fall, we go out there and we gorge until we can't eat anymore. I mean, just our faces are black with blackberries. Fingers are red with raspberries. The grapes still have another bushel to pick off the grapevines. Those do really, really well. They grow really well in the mountains of Arizona, maybe even better than other parts of the country. The, the berries may be a little smaller because of the dryness, but they, they load up with fruit. And I think with the smaller fruit, they're sweeter almost. They just have this great flavor to them. So if you're from the Northwest, where you know, things grow, grow wild. I could throw this microphone out of the ground. It would start to grow a, a grapevine. Um, they might grow easier there, but I think the flavors come out with this. I think it's the altitude, the brightness, and then the dryness causes the fruits to be just a touch smaller, but you still get the same amount of sugars or carbohydrates coming through the fruits. They just melt in your mouth. Oh, my goodness. So at our house, the Lane Casa, We've got uh, an entire row, the entire backyard. This is a half-acre lot. The entire back of the lot, um, the entire fence line is grape, berry, grape, berry, grape, berry. All the way down the, down the, the, I changed up the grape, changed up the berries. But every about eight feet, I've got a grape and a berry, grape and a berry. The, the top half are for me. Uh, we harvest those just for us. And so uh, the bottom half, the po- bottom like four plants, those are for the birds. I love birds. I love watching the birds, the antics of birds, and more than hummingbirds. I mean, like flycatchers and sparrows, and we're, just, we're a bird mecca. And so I purposely planted some extra fruits for them just to enjoy. And they, they enjoy them. They come over. They invite friends. They roost. They kind of peck around. They keep all my grasshoppers and, and caterpillars at bay. It's just, it's just, very pleasant. So I've tried to plan to bring more of nature into my backyard because let's face it, in a neighborhood, we've plowed over their entire environment. Those birds, they're they're not coming back. They, they have no interest in a rock yard. There, there's, no, there's nothing there for them. So the only way to bring back nature is to plant for it and encourage them to roost in that new shade tree, to feel feel protected in this new spruce tree, to, to put some edible currants and silverberry, eleagnus out there, to, to have places, to plant a grape and a, and a berry for them, to have something for them to go, hey, it's safe here, you can roost here, bring your kids, invite friends, have a party, have chips and salsa, use the barbecue if you need to. We're here for you and I've made this space for you. 
please come on down. It takes about two years. First year, you'll see some birds coming in. Next year, uh, you see more. The third year, it's like noticeable going, oh my gosh, I've got a lot of birds. And I don't feed them with a feeder. I don't have a hummingbird out feeder out. I don't have a regular seed feeder. I, I, I tracted them purely with water and with roosting, with edible plants, flowering plants that they are attracted to. And so kids love that. I mean, it's so easy to get the children back engaged in the backyard. I think it's so important. And I'm so encouraged that that's the current trend. I don't think that's changing for a while. I think we're here for a while that people are, they'll soft launch. They're not going to fly off to Tahiti with the family tomorrow. They're going to maybe get an RV or take road trips. And they're going to use their backyard more than they ever have, at least here in Prescott, Arizona. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters Garden companion plants for the month are poppy, columbine, purple plum, and our perfumed lilac. The fragrance will remind you of visits to grandmother's house. A truly outstanding lilac for the large flowers and captivating fragrance, and super easy to grow. She is in a class by herself, even in the hottest of sun locations. The more sun she receives, the more flowers you'll have. Perfumed lilac can only be found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Hi, Waters with this week's Plant of the Week and our flirty skirt pansies. No more shy pansies, these blooms beam back at you. Frilly, cheery, flirty flowers resemble Marilyn Monroe's rippled skirt blowing in a breeze. She enjoys growing in her inclement weather and a carnival of colors priced at just $7.99, so you can enjoy more than just one. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love flirty flowers, they love to shop. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? Very relaxing and interesting, and I love watching the hummingbirds in the summer. And why do you like shopping at Waters Garden Center? There's so much variety, lot of choice, and everybody knows everything about the stuff they sell, which is very good. Waters Garden Center, helping people reconnect. At 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So we have basically two classes left, really one next week. This week it was vegetables and herbs. How do you grow them? So we're, we're live streaming those on our Facebook page. So facebook.com forward slash Waters Garden Center. You Facebookers, you know what to do. If you don't have Facebook, I'm not sure if you can do this or not. I'll bet you could just go facebook.com forward slash Waters Garden Center. It would probably pop up the feed. Whether you need an account to see that or not, I just don't know. But if you're not a Facebooker, you wouldn't know how to do that anyway. So it doesn't matter. So just Facebook, if you're into following us, we have like, I don't know, thousands, maybe tens, not tens of thousands, 13, 14,000 followers. I don't know. It's, it's, it's growing by the week. It's more people are online watching this stuff. And we put out great garden advice, uh, kind of an insider tip. Oh, let me finish up on the class. <laughs> Friday at three o'clock next week. 
Uh, it's Arbor Day and Earth Day this week. Uh, we are going over tiny trees for tiny yards. So you'll see that. That'll be the 24th. That's a Friday at 3 o'clock. Please tune in. If you need a small tree, something to shade that back patio, you just want more color along the street. We'll go over all the varieties that do well right here. This 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 last Friday, the 17th, it was uh, vegetables and herbs. So just 3 o'clock. Friday's at 3. The, the Arbor Day one, the 24th, that'll be the last one for a bit just because we're trending. There's a lot more customers coming in. And I don't have enough staff, and so there's a there's a shortage of staff or of of plant professionals. I need to be out there helping customers here in the garden center, and we're we're just helping them get the right tree or the right plant or the right flower, or the right gardens, helping them design. And so I need to be out there. So less focus on 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 classes. We've got enough right now through May. I'm starting to put together the class series for June. Hopefully we're past all this COVID stuff. We can start meeting together. We don't have to just go live stream. We can actually be together and feed off of each other's uh, questions. We can admire each other's garden gloves, the floral patterns, the big goofy hat with the great big shade thing over your ears. And just the gardeners love that. We, like, we admire that about each other. And we like sharing garden stories. Hopefully in June we'll be past this and we can meet again. If not, We've learned how to stream and do it quite professionally. If you want to listen to this show again or any past shows, I do podcast those every week. So I take this, package it up, and I create a podcast. been doing that for many, many, many years. And so you can take a look at that on our Facebook page. No, not Facebook. It's not there. Where is that? It's at uh, watersgardencenter.com. The top left-hand corner. You'll see all the icons for all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. We have all of those. Uh, so, But you'll see a, a little microphone. Well, that's a classic icon for podcast. If you want to listen to, if this is of interest, if you tuned in and you want to listen to it on your phone or while you're gardening, while you're, while you're wherever, traveling from one to point A to point E, you, you, can, you can download that at any time at your convenience. If you really want to go to sleep fast... Tune in to the Mountain Gardener podcast. <laughs> we'll put you out like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, throughout the week, Lisa and I, we do camp out here at Waters Garden Center. Come meet the family. So Kate and Jeremy, Suspetta. Uh, Kate is my daughter, and Jeremy is my son-in-law. Brilliant, brilliant business people. They had very, very successful businesses in Austin, Texas, but they have not been hired. They've been out of work for like a month, so they're not... I said, come work for the family business. You'd make us better. Come come help us. And so they did. They're here working all weekend. My twin daughters, Megan and Mackenzie, they're here all weekend. Of course, Lisa and I were here all the time, it seems like. We love meeting fans, meeting friends. Come meet the family. We'll help you out with plants here at Waters Garden Center. We believe in family, church, community, and friendships here at Waters Garden Center. Growing up in Prescott, we knew spring was here when my grandmother's lilacs bloomed. I'm Lisa Waters Lane, and my grandmother would be thrilled with the new Bloomerang Purple Lilacs at Waters Garden Center. They don't just bloom once in spring, they bloom again in summer. Mine bloomed three times last year, making spring last well into fall, and just $29.99. Come check out all the heavenly new sights and scents that are making this spring the most beautiful ever. Lilacs like Grandma used to grow and better. Waters Garden Center in Prescott. 
If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.